Hockey. What is hockey? Ice hockey is a sport, specifically a team sport. This is played with five men on the ice and one goalie per team, a stick, and a hockey puck. The goal of the game is to score the most goals possible, meaning using your stick to put the puck in the back of the net, and using your stick to keep the puck out of your own net. Where did hockey originate? The first modern game of hockey was actually in England. This was in the mid-18th century, and is largely because of the growth of public school play, especially in Eton. The first hockey association was formed in the UK in 1876, and from then on the game has very much evolved. The first indoor game was on March 3, 1875 in Montreal. The NHL was founded in Montreal on November 26, 1917, and is the largest hockey operation in the world. Face-offs determine what team gets control of the puck. Delay of game has been, has been used if you put the puck over the glass on your own side of the rink, which means on, the, on your side of the red line. Playing the puck with a high stick means that you bad the puck down above your waist or above your shoulders. And icing the puck means you shot the puck from your side of the red line and hit the boards on the end of the rink and or past the goal line. Offside is when your teammate carries the puck in and you are currently in the opposing team's zone. Overtime happens if the, t the score is tied and then it goes into a shootout, but you don't often see that. Penalties are, well, we're going to look at some penalties later, but penalties mean you did something you weren't supposed to and now you have to serve a 2-minute penalty or a 5-minute penalty or a 4-minute double minor. And then power plays are when you're on the penalty is when your team has an extra man on the ice and the other person, the other team has a person in the penalty box. And then penalty shots are if you've been messed with or hit, slashed, hooked, or whatever. That's typically what happens, tripped, when you are going in on a breakaway. Uh, and shootouts are at the end of the game if the team is still scored. The, the score from both teams is still equal after the game has concluded overtime. Now let's go back to the penalties. Some penalties include slashing, which means you slash the player. Hooking, which means you use your stick to hook onto a player. Delay of game, which means you put the puck over the boards and or glass on your side of the rink. Holding means you held on to another player. Too many men on the ice means you had six men or more on the ice, counting not counting your goalie. And that, that generally... Um, happens once in a while but not terribly often tripping happens very often when you get your stick caught under someone else's skates fighting doesn't happen too often nowadays because hockey's more of a faster sport but that means you get in a fight with somebody interference means you can either hit somebody really hard or do a do something that the refs don't really like really interference is kind of just hitting people but it really depends on what the ref thinks it is. It can change game to game. Spearing means you used your stick basically as a sword and speared somebody, which you don't see that happen too often, but sometimes you do like in that playoff series with Ottawa. Um, and then high sticking is if you catch someone in the face with your stick. We could also look at boarding, but generally boarding doesn't happen as much as more of an interference call now. Now let's look at some of the best player stats. Most goals by a player has been Wayne Gretzky, with 894, followed by Gordie Howe with 801, and Yammer Yager with 766. The most assists is also Wayne Gretzky with 9, 
1,963, Ron Francis with 1,249, and Mark Messier with 1,193. Now we all look at points, and if you're a hockey fan, even if you probably aren't a hockey fan, you already know who has the most points. That's Wayne Gretzky with 2,857, followed not very closely at all by Yamir Yager, who has almost half with 1,921, and then followed by Mark Messier with 1,887. Finally, the most penalty minutes is Tiger Williams, who is a Canadian, because all the Cana- all the people on the top penalty list through the top eight are all Canadians. So you have Tiger Williams with 3,971 penalty minutes, Dale Hunter with 3,565 penalty minutes, who now actually coaches London in the OHL, Ty Domi with 3,514 penalty minutes, which he's very known for that too. And now we look at the best team stats. Stanley Cups is with Montreal with 24. Toronto Maple Leafs, who haven't won one in ages, with 13. Detroit Red Wings, who we all know are like at the bottom and are dog water now with 11. And then win percentage is Vegas Golden Knights at number one. I don't really agree with that because they've only been around for like two seasons. It's a 613 win percentage. Montreal Canadiens, 587 win percentage. Philadelphia Flyers, 576 Boston Bruins, 562, and Nashville Predators, 556. Now we'll look at the best losing percentage. Number one, Arizona Coyotes with 478. Then the Carolina Hurricanes, 485. Vancouver Canucks, 488. And Los Angeles Kings, 492. And New Jersey Devils, 492 as well. You don't really want to be on that list. Um, teams without Stanley Cup still are the Arizona Coyotes, Buffalo Sabres, Columbus Blue Jackets, Florida Panthers, we'll look at the Ottawa Senators in a minute here, Minnesota Wild, Nashville Predators, San Jose Sharks, Vancouver Canucks, Vegas Golden Knights, but again, they just became a team, and they made it to the Stanley Cup final in their first season, which was very impressive, Um, and then the Winnipeg Jets. So now let's look back at Ottawa. We actually have 11 Stanley Cups between 1917 and 1944, but we don't classify those as Cups for some reason, just because of how the rules have changed and everything. We're classified as a before team and now we're going to look at hockey skills needed if you want to be a hockey player you must have speed some sort of endurance strength mobility a lot of hand-eye coordination a lot of skating ability because if you don't know skating ability then you're screwed and good vision of the ice now let's look at some hockey drills you need to be have aggressiveness endurance speed shooting ability playmaking and hand-eye coordination as i said before some of the drills are the five cone drills which are Drills that are very, very common using five cones. Really, you can use like five cones, tires, or pucks, whatever you really want, and you can place them anywhere on the ice. This will allow you to use a tiny bit of ice or work on larger scale use of ice. You can get the whole team doing this, or you can do this individually. Um, you can set this up to be an individual, or you can have two running sides against one another, which makes it very fun. So, you can make it a race, you can count goals scored on it, you can you can just punch the pucks to the corner after the shot is taken so that you don't trip over them or anything. You can use them to improve skating ability. You can u- Really, you can use the that for anything. Pucks are most common for the hand-eye coordination one. Cones are more used for skating ability and that. And you can kind of see that in uh, all, the All-Star games a lot. Um, the next real one I'm going to look at, which is a pretty big one, is down and back drills. These kind of sound boring, but it's not really that that bad realistically. 
It can be, but it's I don't find it that bad. In this, you can use your cones again if you want to make it harder, or you can just go down and back. And then you can have teams going against each other, whoever can get the most goals, whoever can do it quicker, all kinds of stuff like that. You can add passing element, have two people going up against each other, see what team can go down the furthest and back without missing the puck or whatever, whatnot. We used to do that once in a while. Um, the most one is the most fun one is when you race down and back, and then someone blows a tire and runs into the boards. That's that that's a pretty fun one to watch, but you know, not for the guy who goes into the boards. The next one's like target drills. You can really just set it up wherever you want using cones again. Generally, you use cones, then you put piles of pucks near them. You get a certain amount of shots. It kind of it's kind of like a three point contest almost, where you got to try and hit the most targets, and you get a certain amount of shots in each 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 spot. Which is kind of cool. I think I like that one. Uh, sometimes you can do it as a competition. Who can do it the quickest. What team can hit the most targets. And what not. Uh, sometimes you can shoot from the blue line. Do wrist shots. Slap shots. Snap shots. Whatever kind you want. Uh, the next one's battle drills. Which can get pretty intense. Uh, basically you get the get a puck. Dumped into the corner. With, to, from the coach to two guys up the boards and then you have to battle for it and see who can come out with it. Each player gets a gets a point or whatnot. This one's just really important because you can do a lot of puck battles in hockey. Um you need good core for this and we're gonna look at getting a good core later on. The next one I like doing is three V twos, which means you have two defensemen back and a goalie, which in a in this sense goalies don't really count as a person on the ice. Per se, when you're talking about 3v2s, you have three players coming at a goalie and two players. And this helps you with playmaking, passing, and just like all kinds of visualization and playmaking ability, shooting ability, passing ability, all kinds of stuff like that. The next one is who can juggle the puck the longest. This kind of helps with your hand-eye coordination because it is completely hand-eye coordination realistically here. Um, See who can juggle the puck the longest. Next one I really like doing is puck tips so you get your coach or whatnot to do slap shots all kinds of different shots wristers whatever it is and you're standing in front of the net tipping them into the net you can even have a goalie in the net if you want but you don't really have to um but now that we've looked at some of those drills we'll look at some drills to get like your legs better your core better and all the important muscles in your body better so first we'll look at legs and why they're so important the importance of the leg muscles is that you can have a great foundation so you can push around on the ice very quickly this is important so you can move around fast as i just said the most important muscles for these hockey players are actually in the legs these muscles include the quadriceps glutes hamstrings and many other muscles in your legs if you don't have good leg workouts and your legs are very weak and noodle-ish then you won't really be a very good hockey player I find running really helps with this, making your legs nice and big. Or, you don't really need to be that big, really. You just have to have strong legs, because size, kind of in hockey, you're seeing that you don't need to be very big anymore, because you carry a lot of weight around, and it's a very fast game nowadays. So some of the workouts that I tend to do, and that I see a lot of people do, are leg squats, which are pretty basic squats. Lateral lunges, which are like to the side. And then the next one that you might not hear about as much is Bulgarian split squats. For these types of things, it really targets your quadriceps, glutes, hamstrings, calves, abdominals, spinal erectors, and all those kind of things. All you really need is a bench or sturdy chair, and you don't really need to be that 
that um, good at these kind of things. A Bulgarian squat is just a version of the a version of the single leg squat, where your back leg is elevated on a bench or a sturdy chair, and then you just kind of squat down normally with your other leg. This is a great workout, and um, you got to make sure that you keep pushing through the pain because it's going to be pretty hard. These ones, um, sideboard reverse lunge is the next one that it's really good for your quadriceps, hamstrings, all that kind of stuff. Sometimes you even do these ones just to warm up before a game. The prisoner squat. Now this one is, this one's a little harsh. The prisoner squat is, well, you can tell it's harsh because it's named the prisoner squat. Um, so it is a strength exercise that targets the glutes, quads, and hamstrings. And you have the prisoner arm position with your hands on the back of your head as you're squatting down. You may think this is pretty easy, but it's surprisingly harder than it kind of looks. It kind of looks stupid doing it, but it's a lot harder than than you'd anticipate. The next one I'm looking at is the box jumps. Basically, you just have a box on the ground, generally like those ones you see at gyms and stuff all over the place. You just jump up, you pick what one you want. Generally, they're listed one, two, three, and then you just jump. But generally, there's a lot of competition over who can jump the highest, which is the highest vertical, all kinds of stuff like that. Then the one leg jumps are very important for your calves and all that kind of stuff, which is very important in hockey because you need to have Strong legs, as I said, strong foundations so you don't get pushed around and all kinds of stuff like that. Uh, now we'll look at some of the core workouts. What, what hockey players need is core strength so that they can be stronger skater. And it makes your ability to win puck battles better, better balance, and tons more power when shooting the puck. This will also enable you to have better puck protection, leading to less turnovers and probably more ice time if you're not turning the puck over. Some good things for this are sit-ups. Palaf presses. So these are very interesting uh, workouts for sure. This is an amazing anti-rotation core exercise that will help you out with to win more puck battles in the corner. It's simply set up with a band attached to a power rack beside you. And then basically all you have to do is either pressing the band straight out in front of you or holding it with your extended arms. This is a key focus on your abs, your glutes, shoulders, and all that kind of stuff. And there should be no movement throughout your body uh, other than your arms when you're doing this. To make it harder, you can just add more tension bands or whatnot. Or change the position you're standing in, like a split squat, lateral lunge, kneeling, or various uh, other options. So the next one I want to look at is the dead bug. So this is another core exercise that a lot of hockey players use, and it's very popular. Uh, if you watch that documentary with Conor McDavid when he was rehabbing, he used this a lot. Um, this is just um, used, and you all you really need is your body weight in a swish ball or an exercise ball, bands or weights, and it all focuses on anti-extension muscles of the core. The dead bug focuses on the rib cage down to the flaring up while keeping your lower back flat against the ground. Um, this is especially used when your arms are in full extension, and this actually gives you quite the workout. Uh, next one's the plank. This one's just kind of a classic one. The plank just challenges your anti-intensor muscles in the core and the entire unit of your whole body. Stabilizes your shoulders, just kind of works out all that kind of stuff. You can tell you're working hard when you start shaking. You know, that's very typical to start shaking. <laughs> a lot of people do that. Uh, especially me, I'm not very good at the plank, but, you know, I can do my other other exercise to get a core one. 
the next one is the fallout. This exercise, you basically use this kind of ball, this kind of uh, wheel that's on a pole almost, and you just kind of roll it out. You're on your knees, legs up, and then you, your legs are facing the sky about 90 degree angle, and your knees are just on the ground. You can put them on other things too, because sometimes this can hurt. And all you're doing is you're rolling your arms back towards your chest, and then out as far as you can, back towards your chest again. Gives you a great, great, great workout. I'm, pr I'm pretty sure a lot of people do this, because it's pretty fun. Uh, well, afterwards, it's pretty fun. <laughs> Not during it, it's a kind of a pain in the butt, because it's not really the easiest to do. So I'll move on to upper body now. So your upper body is used to control your ability to perform at a high level in hockey. This makes it so that you can win puck battles, shoot harder, and even hit harder, which sometimes isn't exactly promoted by people. They don't like the hard hitting and stuff. Uh, you can do a lot of exercises to, to get a good upper body. Some of the best workouts for your upper body and uh, even kind of your core, basically your upper body for the most part is overhead presses, trap bar deadlifts, pull-ups and chin-ups, bend over barbell rows, seated cable rows, plank walkouts, hanging leg raises, dumbbell presses, all that kind of stuff. It really just works at your arms and your back and everything. Gets all those muscles nice and big so you can look like Ryan Reeves. Uh, not exactly, he's not not someone you want to kind of look like as much. He's He's pretty big for hockey players. You want like a defensive lineman in football. But, you know. We'll look at uh, nutrition next. Which is very important in hockey players. Uh, in order to keep the right weight and muscle mass and all kinds of stuff like that. So for a hockey player's nutrition, you need um, low-fat diets. 4.5 grams of carbohydrates a day per pound of body weight. Uh, sugars, it, it really depends on you. You need a lot of sugars on the game day. And we'll look at that later. Proteins, uh, 0.7 times uh, your body weight, and that will give you the amount of grams you should have of protein a day. Food goals is like 16 ounces of fruit drinks for sugars and stuff, 10 ounces of water per 10 minutes of exercise. You should have about, about 48 ounces of water a day sometimes if you're doing a hard workout and a game. You should have your body weight times 0.67 ounces of water per day. And uh, for calories, you should have your weight times 23. So for me, I should have about 2,875 calories a day. Um, before games and game day, you need Gatorade, which some people don't recommend, but the doctors say is actually good for your muscles and everything. You need juices. You need lots of natural sugars, pastas, protein shakes, fruits, vegetables, carbohydrates, proteins, and lots of water for hydration. Hydration's key. Uh, you need a lot of stuff this kind of uh kind of things you know um just gotta gotta keep yourself healthy so that you can go out there and keep grinding every day and being the best you can be you know